an absolute pleasure to be joined with our amazing guest today. Every single week, we will be bringing you our latest updates from netwomen.co and our community. We will also be chatting about stories we've found particularly newsworthy and giving our opinions on them. We have a variety of speakers joining me every week from the NetWomen community, and we have conversations that we don't normally talk about. And today I am delighted to be joined with our partner, one of our partners for netwomen.co, Ruth Hunter, who is the partner and engagement manager at the Business and Inter Intellectual Property Center in Glasgow. She is a real librarian at uh, the Mitchell Library, a very rare breed. She helps people grow their businesses through the business support community. Hi Ruth, how are you? Hi Pinky and thanks for that introduction. Absolutely delighted to be here today and a new experience for me being a podcast guest, so very excited. Brilliant, it's great to have you on. Tell us more about who you are and uh, what it is that you do. Certainly. Uh, as you've already said, I'm a, a librarian by trade and I work at the Mitchell Library in Glasgow, uh, part of the Business and Intellectual Property Centre. And we support businesses through the delivery of a first class business information offer and support services, which is delivered in-house by our fantastic staff and through our partners, of which you are one. So, uh, you know, that's a quick round up of that. Now, I did come to librarianship uh, fairly late in life. I had a, a kind of, I guess, a more of a traditional upbringing, you know, school and then university, but it was quite unfocused about what I wanted to do when I left university. So I was sort of tempted and had various jobs and all sorts of things until about the age of 30 when I decided I would go back to school, not to school, to university and uh, do a postgraduate in librarianship at Strathclyde. So I did that. And then from there, my journey uh, as a librarian began. And I've had a couple of different jobs within the library sphere. So uh, first job was um, Hillhead High School as a school librarian, and I absolutely loved that. It was an absolute fantastic experience working with a younger audience. And from there, I moved on to the Mitchell Library and totally different uh, sphere of librarianship moved into business information and that has been very rewarding as well but part of my motivation I guess for becoming a, a librarian was a sort of love of reading and also actually just really enjoyed being in the uh, the environment of a library so it has had a big influence in my life. That's exciting what um what was your driving force to become a librarian? I think the driving force really came from being in a job that I did not particularly enjoy. I worked in a, the finance department uh, of an electronics company and don't get me wrong, I, I had met a lot of fantastic people there, but the job itself was really just not for me and it wasn't uh, going anywhere. And I, so I was at a crossroads professionally, I was quite, I would say, stuck in what I was doing. and. There was a couple of different things happened. Uh, my father died and I inherited a small sum of money. Um, and also the company I was with was 
undergoing a, a sort of downsize. So there was an offer of voluntary redundancy. So I was in a position that I could move on and do something totally different. And it was really then about thinking, well, actually, what is it I want to get out of work and what sort of environment do I want to, to work in? And I really wanted to move away from that office space. So that was my driver for that. And I think I was just at that sort of stage in my life. I really didn't have anything to lose by giving a job up and going back to university. So I took the plunge and here I am today. Brilliant. And um, can you tell us how, in terms of, you know, the stages in your life, you mentioned to me some things that happened to you along the journey. What have been those, those times where you just really had to dig deep? I think uh, in terms of my own life, I probably the most difficult period for me was maybe 10 years ago when I had a, quite a serious illness, uh, which resulted in having part of my bowel removed. So I was unwell for a, quite a long period. It was about, I think, six months between having the first symptoms before having the surgery. And there was a lot of up and downs in terms of not knowing what was wrong with me. I, I, it was, I had a very difficult thing to diagnose. So that was made clear quite early on that they weren't uh, you know, professionals weren't really sure what was wrong with me so I had lots of tests and lots of ups and downs really not feeling well at all so at that point I I think to kind of try and survive that process uh, you know reading was really important to me because I was unwell and I couldn't do the things that I had historically done like a lot of outdoor keep things fit and things like that so I, I sort of fell back on reading as a, something that gave me space in my head to sort of try and survive what was going on around me and sort of, uh, you know, take the stress away a wee bit. And it was something I could enjoy through that period, which was a really quite a, a challenging period, both physically and emotionally. But it did help me sort of deal with that. And uh, you know, so when I was off work for spells, you know, it was not, to, it, I could sit outside and read a book, which as an adult, when you're full time working, you just don't get an opportunity to do something like that. So I felt reading kind of saved me at that period. And it gave me something sort of positive to look forward to in my days when, uh, you know, the very uncertain future and very, you know, just not feeling physically not great either. But reading really helped to keep me keep me going and gave me a, something really just positive to look forward to and to do of a day. Tell me more about your uh, favourite things that you like to read and, and um, what you recommend reading. Well, the one thing I do hold on to from school, because I was never, I, I, I've always enjoyed reading, but I wouldn't say I was a particularly strong English student. I, you know, it was more of a, it was a bit of a chore at school and I didn't enjoy the study aspect of it, though I did enjoy reading the books. And through my entire school existence, I managed to read in every exam I sat, I, I wrote about the same poem. And that was a poem called The Jaguar by Ted Hughes. And it is still a poem today. I go back to quite a lot to think about uh, really my own, own mindset at work more than anything. Um, the poem is about a, a zoo, set in a zoo, and it's about how animals, when they're incarcerated, become browbeaten and downtrodden and lose their sparkle and their, their zest for life. But within the zoo, there's the jaguar who manages to retain the spirit 
uh, and look because the jaguar has vision and looks beyond uh, the confines of the, the cell uh, it's always alive and always fresh and always vibrant so for me that poem it's always been quite significant and it starts with uh, the line the apes yawn and adore their fleas in the sun so they're just lazy and they're sitting and they're not doing much but then the poem moves through to the end and it talks about the jaguar and it's got this wonderful finishing line which is over the cage floors the horizons come and it's about looking beyond your boundaries so sometimes when I get up in the morning and I'm maybe having a tough time at work I think well am I going to be an ape or a jaguar today what's my outlook going to be am I going to just sit and fester in my own work juices here or am I going to look out beyond what, what I can do maybe in the workplace and look for fresh ideas to sort of drive myself forward so that's always something that I've kind of clung to as a sort of mindset is to try and look beyond where you are just now you know you can feel really stuck in jobs but look it's about looking outward and looking what else is out there looking up to other people for inspiration maybe you know doing research for inspiration what else is going out on in the broader environment and trying to bring a wee bit of that into your own thinking when it comes to work and your attitude towards work so I find that to probably be one of the most inspirational things that I've ever read and it's kind of been something that I, I, I do I, I love to go back to that poem so been quite an instrumental thing for me. I love that. That's so inspirational. Thank you for sharing those lines in the in the poem. And I will put the details of the poem in the description to this podcast so that if people want to check that out, they can do. Um, are there any other books that you find inspirational that you want to share with the listeners today? I think, uh, you know, recently um, we've been, obviously COVID is quite a, a huge challenge for us and remaining positive and an awful lot of changes for people and uh, your challenges that they wouldn't have expected to, to happen really. And books that I've read recently that I've quite enjoyed that again are quite uh, about you know, people facing challenges are things like uh, Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson and again it's a sort of a global uh, disaster that the world faces and how the human race survives uh, not quite like Covid but uh, you know it's about the moon breaking up and how we the, the human race uh, survives after that so I quite enjoy those types of books and it's quite it, part of it is about the reflection on of what our society is like just now and why we're the way we are and uh, you know why one of the lines towards the end of that book is about did as a society did we invest in the right things so the book sort of said well we, we really should have invested in infrastructure but we invested in communication so it's about us as people and you know what our priorities are and I quite enjoy those types of books because they're kind of very very thought-provoking and it makes you sort of question why our society's developed the way it has so that's one I really enjoyed you know there was another one called uh, uh, The Last which was just a really good more kind of fun thing and it was about a nuclear holocaust and the survival around that as well and if you're looking for something a bit lighter that's actually just a good fun diversion because books again it's about diverting sometimes it's about helping you to clear your mind of all the 
the mess that can come in through work and, and relationships and whatever and you just have this space escape space so the last as an escape book I would uh, recommend that and that's by Hannah Jameson but I, again a really sort of a wee page turner I think uh, that's it uh, books just offer so much it's just the variety in terms of you know for information or for inspiration or to sort of grow uh, intellectually or whatever but just pure enjoyment as well and if I'm being honest Pinky I think uh, my desert island books would be the Harry Potter series just yeah. love them oh absolutely just right. absolutely brilliant yes, and uh, I'm also a fan yeah, I have to say and I'm one of my sort of pleasures just now is that my niece who's 10 years old is now a massive Harry Potter fan so I think having uh, books that link through the generations is just lovely and a, a sort of thing that we can all share and enjoy and love together so I, I love that I you know I just love that the the passing down of books and the, the sort of shared reading experience I think is extremely important yeah and where did your love of books come from I think as a child I I, I don't, I, I just, I just liked reading. My sister did as well. And we, uh, in my, I was brought up in Lanark and I, my wee room in Lanark had a, a bookshelf beside the bed. So I was that child that had a sort of wee reference section to hand every night, you know, so I had my encyclopedias and my book of mammals and a book of horses as well for some reason because I was never going to learn to ride a horse but uh, you know all those types of things and so I was always quite naturally curious and enjoyed uh, you know reading a lot so sort of reading for information I guess and then I always at school as well I just enjoyed uh, you know that aspect of English when it was the you know reading the novels and whatever and also I had a fantastic classical studies teacher who was a, a wonderful reader of work and she would read things like stories uh, from Ovid and I was really quite inspired by that as well so I've, I think I managed to keep you know you're meant to return your books to school I think I probably still got that in the house somewhere I absolutely loved that and I've, I just found that to be brilliant so that's really where it came from and I think uh, at that stage in my life too the library was very accessible for young people and it was somewhere that we could just walk to as children and you could potter about in the library you could choose your books but you could there's always things to see there so I always quite enjoyed going and I think uh, Lanark's quite a small town so at, and at that point as well you know you could go on your own it was you know it was quite easy so I, I sort of would visit the library quite a lot more and I like to potter about there and look at the books and see what else if they had a photograph display and all that type of thing so I found it a lovely environment to be in I just love it I just adored it yeah I that resonates with me so much because when I was younger um I also had a bookshelf and it was full of the encyclopedia a to z and thesauruses uh -huh. and now um you know, I, I have collected some books for my son and he has got a bookshelf with books on, but everything is so accessible through the internet and Kindles, etc., that it just makes it so easy for him to just go online and, and get a book. But the feel and the smell and just that whole going to the library, because my school was next door to the library for... Oh, 
you know, five years of being at this school and I absolutely loved at the end of the day, knowing that I was going to go to the library and sit in the children's section and just have a look at some books and just enjoy the quiet, the peace and quiet to find a moment to escape and relax and reflect after a day at school. I would agree with that. I think it, you know, it is, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to do. And I think that that was one of the things that I enjoyed about being a school librarian was seeing that enjoyment, the, the children in the school and, and trying to, you know, bring on their interests through reading as well and to sort of stimulate them and sort of get them to think about other things and introduce them to new ideas through reading. And, you know, it's definitely one of the, the things that's a pleasure in my job as well. And I say it's the same in the business side too, you know, about, you know, opening up ideas for people. And for me, it's, it's all about that. It's about giving them the tools they need to run their business, but about opening up the ideas and the opportunities through access to research and services to sort of grow as people. So, yeah, it's, it's all been incredibly important and all part of the same journey, really. Yeah, which is really, really important. And I remember I took my son to the library for many years until he got to teenage years and uh, made sure that we went every single week and he picked the books he wanted. And I think there's an element of that now, but nowhere near as much as what I remember when I was a child and I was able to do that. So I really hope that libraries continue well, I, hope, I think there will be a place for libraries going forward and uh, there is a demand for you know, print material in particular and I think it's for a lot of the reasons that you say it's the, it's the sort of relationship with the physical book and you know having that kind of collection uh, at home. It, sometimes books pinpoint points in your history as well. There's certain books I have that just remind me of a you know points in my life uh, as well because it's just like an aid memoir so you remember like I remember when I was in hospital I read the time traveler's wife one day and that was my sort of entertainment kept me going through a, you know a day in hospital type thing and at university I ended up reading uh, Pat Conroy's uh, Prince of Ta Prince of Tides and I only read that book because I was a huge Barbara Streisand fan and it had been made into a film but I really loved the book it was absolutely fantastic but that book had a bit of an effect on me because it was during we were studying for finals and things and my study strategy was to um, you know basically I'll study for 45 minutes and then I'll relax because I'll read for 15 minutes and this study strategy turned into 45 minutes reading 15 minutes studying very quickly so it was maybe not the best best strategy but I have to say you know I do, I do remember you know that book in that time and it sort of to me it signified you know that 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 period of trying to get through the the finals and do the studying and the you know, they can be a, feel a bit relentless sometimes when you're at university, I think, when all that preparation for the exams. Yeah, definitely. A bit of a distraction, like a bit of... Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, the you know, it can be distracting. So I think as much as reading has been a great uh, comfort for me and, a, you know, a great inspiration, it is about trying to keep it in its place as well. Yeah. 
What um, tips and advice or message would you like to give to our listeners? I think uh, for the, for me, the is you know reading has had an impact on the way I approach uh, life in terms of my uh, outlook and being positive and looking at that poem in particular, trying to look beyond my boundaries for ideas. And I think you can get a lot of that type of inspiration from reading and, you know, as an inspirational experience. So I would say that is that would be my first bit of advice is just to open up your mind, read different things and it brings in you and you don't know where it will take you. So uh, that would be and being open to new concepts and reading different things uh, to just, you know, keep you fresh and interested. Amazing. And I love asking this question. So I would really like to know, and I'm sure the listeners want to hear this as well. What advice would you give to your younger self? If I, I think, to be honest, I wouldn't have followed such a conventional route. Um, I think, you know, just that sort of school, university, blah, blah, blah. It probably wasn't the right. I don't think I went to university at the right time. So I think it's probably doing things in your own time. So when you're ready to do them, not when the systems are ready for you to do them. And I think definitely when I was younger, I felt it was very much like a production line of this is how you do it. This is where you go, blah, 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 blah. So all a wee bit by numbers, if you like. So that would be my my advice with things in your own time. There's no huge rush. sometimes there does feel like there's a huge rush but the reality is a lot of the times there isn't and if it doesn't matter if you do it this year or next year especially think when you're younger and trying to work out what it is you actually want to do in the direction you want to go in so that would be my um, advice to my younger self just enjoy yourself a lot more (laughs) you know take things in your own time that would be it yes I I agree with you Um, enjoy yourself a bit more we're here for a good time not a long time so it's a good phrase Uh yes make the most of it and I absolutely get that you know I went you know did the school then went to uni and then subsequently I'm not doing what I went to uni for and I think again I think if I had my time again yeah I'd probably would have gone down the route of another something else where I actually enjoyed what I did, such as languages. And I was really good at languages. So I think follow your heart, follow your passion, do what you love, most definitely. And don't, there's no time limit on that. You know, you can decide that you want to start your own business at, 40, 50, 60 even, and it doesn't matter. I think you're right there. I think there are times to do things and, uh, you know, it's never too late to have new experiences or to try something new. And, uh, you know, I would agree with that. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ruth. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I know that our listeners are going to find out so much and learn so much from what you've said. How do our listeners find out more about you? Uh, The the best way to find out about me is uh, either uh, 
LinkedIn. I've got a LinkedIn account, so just Ruth Hunter on LinkedIn, and also just through the Business and IP Centre Glasgow. So uh, just by going on our website, uh, if you just do a search for uh, Business and IP Centre Glasgow, the Mitchell Library, uh, you'll be able to connect with me through uh, that website too. And obviously, always delighted to meet up with new people. And if anyone wants to contact me, I'd be more than happy for you to do so. Wonderful. Thank you, Ruth. So that's the episode done, NetWomen. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate your support. Email us if you'd like to feature or if you just have any ideas at all. Hello at netwomen.co, that's C-O, not co.uk. You can let us know what you think, leave a review, share and tweet us at netwomenco and find us on Instagram and Facebook by just searching NetWomen. Also head to our website for our latest blogs and updates at www.netwomen.co. Thank you for listening.